This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. Welcome to Off the Break Podcast, our first podcast in the year 2020. Woohoo! We Happy made it, 2020. guys. Happy <laughs> 2020. Nice. And we're all here, too. Yeah, Eric finally came back to us. Yeah, finally. He did not get lost in the wilderness. Almost. He has returned. Almost. <laughs> But you had a great holiday, great Christmas, oh, great yeah. New Year. It was fantastic. Good. Everything everything I could have ever dreamed of. Wow. <laughs> That's a heck of a holiday. It was a great time. <laughs> what about you guys? Uh, it was good for me. I had a great time. Yeah, me too. Kids had fun. I had fun watching kids have fun. I realized how much I love being part of Christmas and part of Santa and doing the oh, parent like Santa the parent thing. Side yeah. Oh, I love I it. Bet. It is so much fun. <laughs> I bet. That does not sound like fun. <laughs> no. But I just am that not a parent. Like the most yeah. fun. Yeah. You don't have to be a parent. That that would that would be like the best thing ever. Right. Yeah. Like hiding the presents, finding the different wrapping paper, like thinking of all the ins and outs, and then like setting them up like a tower in front of the Christmas tree. <laughs> Fair enough. Like then. my work here is done. <laughs> Well, what do we have to talk about today then for our first ever podcast of the new year? I think we should spend the new year talking about Star Wars. What do you guys think? <laughs> just, just, I mean, if we have to. Yeah, that sounds like what everyone else is doing, so we might as well <laughs> no, join them. I, I would, it'll, be, it'll be nice to actually talk about it here in person. Yeah. Yeah, because we only heard a snippet I hated of hearing thoughts. that. I hated really? hearing Really? Oh, you I were fine. Because you had to listen to your voice or why? Well, that and it's like, because immediately after I got out, I just pulled up the note thing on my yeah. phone and I made like a bullet points of like things my immediate thoughts and then when i was going through trying to like say it out loud like i was trying so hard on i was trying so hard to like uh chain all of my thoughts together into something that doesn't sound super rambling and meandering Mm -hmm. and because i was so focused on that i didn't realize how like angry it sounded (laughs) i was like i'm not that angry about it maybe you were listening to it i maybe i actually didn't like subconsciously i'm like god eric it's just a movie i didn't think you sounded angry i just thought it just sounded like you knew you were right all along (laughs) i mean maybe like it sounded like you were like yeah this is about what I expected it to be. <laughs> well, I guess to start off our Star Wars discussion, let's go around and say our whether we liked it or we didn't okay. like it. Well, let's start with you then, and we'll do a circle. Did not like it. <laughs> you did not like it. No. What about you, Kyle? Um, I was initially on the middle ground of it, but more time has passed to make me like it less and less. Um, but I don't think it's one of my worst movies of the year nothing like that it's still a very competent movie but i just think there's been a lot of, a lot of missteps <laughs> a lot of missteps to show that it's not thought out in any way like we all so hope it Star doesn't Wars sound like that competent of a movie it it's not the <laughs> most incompetent movie maybe i liked it Cool. <laughs> well, cool. We'll have we'll have, a, we'll have a good little balance I, there were definitely things i didn't like it was I think that I, in fact, like Last Jedi a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was right about this all along. Like we Jedi did it, more. Eric. <laughs> Time will be so much kinder to The Last Jedi than Rise yes. of Skywalker. I don't know. Lately, I I've been... see it immediately. I've been yeah. seeing... Uh, well, actually, that's partially true because after the movie Rise of Skywalker came out, there was a whole Twitter hashtag movement that was saying, thank you, Ryan Johnson, for... Yes. 
Last Jedi. But then to counter that, there was fans going, thank you, JJ. Hashtag, thank you, JJ. Oh. It's like, they're in their honeymoon period with this movie. Who is saying thank you for that? I don't know. I mean, it was good. Diehard fans that don't know what they want. I guess I don't thanks know. for closing it out. So it wasn't a there was some of that. There was of some. Film. There was some genuine like thank you for closing out a trilogy I love or a yeah. series I love. But then there's others that are like thank you for sticking it to Ryan. And it's like <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that no. I have that I've been telling myself is as crazy as it is to me to think this. Like how I felt the first time because I saw it twice. The the my first viewing, the feeling I was left with in the theater must have been what so many people were feeling after Last Jedi came out, and it's just like bizarre to be on that side of it. it's like whoa, this is what it's like. Just I don't so like disappointed. This. I don't the, like this. But the difference is that Last Jedi is better, and they don't know it. Well, the, my my <laughs> point is like I don't. I don't want to get angry. Not that I would anyways, but I, the last thing I want to do is try and like give people a hard time for liking this movie mm-hmm. because it seems like Star Wars fans hate Star Wars, you know, right. like they, <laughs> you're always hearing people complaining about the things that they hate about these movies. And it's like, do you even like these? Well, so the more people that actually like them, the better. That yeah. makes me happy. What um, were some things you did like about the movie? Because I have a couple that I really... I liked. <laughs> and before we and before we go in, this is going to be a full spoiler discussion. Oh, full spoiler! Well. I think everyone's seen the movie. I think yeah. we'll be fine. But just a heads up, because uh, now all three of us have seen it, we want to talk a lot. So, was there anything you liked about it? There. Did you like Palpatine? My, no, 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 no. <laughs> I didn't like Palpatine either. My the thing with me, it's hard for me to pick things that I did like because. All of the surrounding context for all of the things that maybe I could say I like yeah. make me not like them. It was kind like, of like for every one good thing, two bad things came after there. Pretty much. I liked the I liked the more like how they use the force. I like the seeing the force used differently. I like the um, hyperspace jumps that the Millennium Falcon did in the first part. That was kind of That funny. was really cool. Because was, was it was like, boom, was different fun. area. Boom, yeah, different area. I'm like, how did you not run into something? I was still mostly on board at that point of yeah, the movie. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> the like lightsaber the first, battles. like the second minutes. scene of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> lightsaber battles. Oof, um, the force was all, I think, n- done well. Like, it had energy and just amazing acrobatics. and See, The fighting the, I liked. I... Maybe could agree with most yeah. of that, but the whole random just I like finding the relics thing too. Really mashed together all the like relics thing plot made me not like those things. Yeah. Because I all of the main characters felt so different to me than they did in Force Awakens and Last Jedi. Maybe it's because there was no more character like growth whatsoever. That's probably true. Except so for Kylo I, Ren. I just it to me it just felt like you know, kind of like mindless. I don't know. It just felt really mindless. Like when Ray and Kylo were fighting for the ship that they think Chewie's on. Yeah. I'm already out of the movie at this point, but I'm looking at it and I started to hate the force because I was like, <laughs> these are just people holding their like hands up in the air going like this. Like, what was that like filming? Like, is that not what Arr! they do? <laughs> I know, but you always yeah. buy it before because like you're, you know, you give in to the story, you're along for the ride and when they use the force, it's cool, you know? Mm, I see. And another thing I liked about the sequel trilogy is there wasn't that much, like, 
offensive force stuff, if that makes sense. Like yeah. a lot of it was more of the the mind trick stuff or just like feeling the presence of another person. It wasn't a lot of like, I'm going to force jump over here, then use force lightning and you're going to force throw your lightsaber. It felt like... That felt more like a video like game, a, but Yeah, it I felt like a it. video game boss battle. I liked that, though. I just see here's here's a here's a way I just thought. Oh boy. <laughs> to me, to me, the rise of Skywalker in many ways, which is the opposite from most things. It's it's almost like its parts are better than the sum of its parts. To me, yes. If I could just purge my memory of all of the the context and how they connected to each other, yeah, there are some cool scenes here and there throughout right. the movie. There are a lot of cool scenes throughout the movie, like that whole speeder chase that was in a lot of the trailers on the desert planet. Yeah. That was cool. You weren't moved at the very end when all the ships show up and then it's like you're no. not alone. That was so stupid. Oh, I was still. I was moved so by it. not earned at all. It that wasn't, was so not earned. It probably wasn't like, earned, but it, I still not liked at all. it. Not at all. <laughs> like, so I, was like, yes, I laughed out come. loud in my seat when that happened because it's like th- that's the whole thing with the last Jedi. You know, they're sending no the beacon came. out there. Yeah, they're like they've heard us, but no one's coming. And then the whole beginning of this movie, they're like. Nobody answered the call. Maybe it's because then, they're freaked out. They're like, oh no, that emperor's back. We got to do something. But there is no reason. There was no thing in, like the last movie, Yeah, Luke's big grandstand, which is like this beautiful thing that restored hope right. to the galaxy. It's like, yeah, that would be the thing that would get people to finally rally around and join the cause. But in this movie, they make a point that nobody has answered. They're still not answering. Eve. And then you're supposed to believe that Lando just like went and rallied uh, everybody. Yeah. If he, Luke couldn't no. do it, Lando can. <laughs> like, no, get get out of here. That was so stupid. And there was just so many ships. There were like, po- there were too many to like, oh make God. it believable. It just as a story beat, I can see how that probably would be really like inspiring. The thing is, oh, it definitely was in my it's theater. It's inevitable. Yeah. I heard the <gasps> yay. <laughs> that happened in my theater too. And to yeah. me, the first thought in my head, I was like. I was like, I am so jealous of Marvel fan over Marvel <laughs> fanboys because it's inevitable that people are going to compare this to Endgame, but yeah. that was supposed to be like the portals opening and all yeah. the superheroes yeah. coming back, which works amazingly. It does, but in this, so much it's better like Endgame. In this, I, get, I got goosebumps. In now. this, <laughs> you know, they fly and then there's literally like three trillion ships and people are like yeah, and I'm just like no, that's it. It, it doesn't. It doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else did I like about it? I definitely <laughs> really enjoyed the scene where Kylo, where Leia dies, and it's like she uses her last bit of energy to reach out to her son, so he can get impaled. So he, but it's like it broke the spell, it broke that darkness spell. It just got him into yeah. a point where he finally felt the true loss of his mother, and well, now he's like literally alone. Yeah. And I think it like finally hit him in that moment of he's been abandoned and now he's like dying. <laughs> but it, it, obviously him being impaled doesn't matter. It's just the being alone and having lost yeah. his mother. No, and yeah, then, that was a good moment. And then he has this like like change and he ha- re- redoes that conversa- last conversation he had with his father only it turned out the way that you wanted it to turn out. Yes, I, exactly. That was, I that needed was a, that. By the I way, yeah, for the that solo point. moment, Han Solo coming back <sighs> as i guess a figment of his imagination and i like how hot solo that was wasn't a, a force really cool ghost moment. it was yeah, just, just his memory it was just his memory it was just yeah. kylo ren replaying talking that. to daddy my yeah. god if they did 
make Han Solo into a force ghost, I think the internet, <laughs> the fandom would lose its no. mind. It they was, would not know what to think. See, so there little, little scenes like that, divorced from all of the surrounding context, right. it does work. Because yes. like the other two movies, I will say that I thought that the Kylo Ren stuff worked the best in this movie. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he's always been. Until the very end. And then you're like, ugh, he had to yeah. ruin it. Kylo has always been the greatest, I feel like, the the, the most um, engaging character of this trilogy yeah for sure and, and was on his way to be the best villain yeah see that's okay i know we're supposed to be trying to talk about good things right actually kyle do you have any things that you liked about the movie because i like I the space ponies I, <laughs> I feel like you're being ironic i'm being ironic did you like finn's grown out hair who's grown out hair finn he grew out his hair a little bit I didn't even notice. I thought that was weird. I did not even notice that that head back. No, my favorite parts of this movie would be Kylo Ren as usual, no matter like who's writing or directing these movies. It's always Kylo Ren. And I still like uh, J.J. at least continued the arc of uh, Ren and Kylo as them as... Ray and Kylo? Yeah, sorry. I don't know what I said. Ren and Kylo. You're thinking of Raylo. Raylo. Yeah, which actually was going to bring me to my negative point. Like I liked all that until the tail end when they're like trying to shoehorn in the a romance romance thing and i didn't read it as romance neither did i but they wanted to shoehorn that in at the end i think that I was think, meant I, to be romance i don't think it was i i i do disagree there I if think, they if I think it was it like didn't that do a are good so job. deliberate that they wouldn't have had it the same way that when rose <sighs> kissed finn I don't necessarily think that that's like a romantic, oh my God, they're going to start dating now. I think it's just like, well, JJ, holy crap, what did we just go through? We are both still alive. Oh, Let's think... kiss. No, well, I think JJ definitely was... made sure to not have them be romantic. Yeah, I think the rose part at the end of Last Jedi was meant to be romantic. Because she, she goes, we save the things we love and then kiss. Yeah, she's not him. saying, I love you, Finn. She's saying that we got a band together because you know, we're, we're the good guys. We love each other as we friends. We fight for love Pat instead of fear. I don't know how many of your friends that you've kissed, but I can say that I don't kiss people that are just friends. <laughs> well, you've never Strange been in a life-threatening situation where you just barely got out of. Then it with again, your life. you know what? Star Wars has Luke and Leia kissing in Empire, and we found out that wasn't a good idea to do. So well, you know what? True. They kiss in weird <laughs> ways in the Star Wars lore. <laughs> I give that a pass. <laughs> I think that I wish I really liked Kylo Ren's arc. Like I said, I love that scene where he feels his mother's death and then is moved to recreate that part with his with his father because it he really just couldn't be so bad. But I really wish that he would have killed the Emperor early in the thing and assumed all the power of the Sith and then and then there. That could have been explored more. I, I hated, See, that is my fundamental problem with this movie. I hated the Emperor being there at the end. I yeah, the last very that. clunky. So you, clunky. It felt like JJ and the his the co screenwriter Chris Terrio they were both totally not planning on doing this movie. Yeah, and then they were like, um, "Our plans kind of fell through. Do you guys want to come back?" I'm like, "Wait, what?" So then they get back. And they said that their whole plan is they just sat in a room with a bunch of whiteboards and started thinking about all of the things they wanted to see. And oh to boy. me, yeah, that's a kind of a problematic <laughs> start, I feel like. But well, if you word it that way. <laughs> the main problem, that is exactly how we worded it. The, my main problem with this movie was it felt like they, they were trying, they were, they were too conscious of, you know, the backlash to The Last Jedi and how it 
you know, twisted and subverted expectations and all this stuff. So yeah. they wanted to try and go back to the old school feel. They wanted to have as many traditional Star Wars elements as they could. And instead of just doubling down and really zeroing in on the whole Ray Kylo uh, dynamic, di- yeah, dynamic, they are like, well, we can't have Kylo be the main bad guy because Star Wars has always had the big bad. Yeah. So let's bring back the Emperor. And you can't just tack him on in the opening credit role of no. the third movie of a trilogy. And try Palpatine and lives, or whatever the first and, yeah, <laughs> yeah, line The dead is. speak. The dead speak the line on his note. podcast. He the announces line. to everyone he is back. The line that was cut from the movie so they could put it in Fortnite. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but from Palpatine, all of my other problems stem from that. I yeah. don't like how they tried to... They, they tried to kind of undo the whole Ray is actually nobody, but they still wanted to, to keep the main sentiment of that. So, like, yeah, she may be evil, but she chooses a new family. Yeah. So it doesn't matter where you come from. It's like, yeah, that was the whole point of The Last Jedi. It doesn't right. matter where you come from. I didn't need Ray to have a backstory once Last Jedi came through. No. I was that all my expectations for that were gone, and I was fine with that. But I think what replaced it for me was this expectation that we were going to explore this idea that the force needed balance Mm -hmm. and that you need the evil and you need the good. And that in the first trilogy, the prequel one, you got all evil. And Mm -hmm. then the second one, you got you got good, supposedly triumphing over evil. But then you can't have all good evil rose again to meet the good. And now I think they had a point where they could have had balance and Kylo could have been the darkness and Ray could have been the light and they could have still been their dyad or whatever Mm -hmm. that they were, but they were equal parts darkness and light. And that's why they were always connected to each other. Yeah. And I liked that. But no, we got to have space ponies, space ponies and Emperor Palpatine. I just felt like that was so lazy. He was also, it it was, it was especially when you think about it, he's only on screen for like maybe like four minutes. Yeah. And he was all dangly puppet body. Like so, so shoehorned in because it's ridiculous. (laughs) Like it just blew my mind. I was like, you you seriously couldn't think of anything to do with Kylo Ren, who was now Supreme leader Kylo Ren. Like, I was excited to see that. Really, Kyle, Supreme Leader Kylo Ren, who had just killed his master, is going to go track, kill everybody, track down Palpatine. And then immediately and then, be like, hey, man, I'll totally serve and then you. Yeah, because, and then get another master again? That's no. stupid. That was so dumb. That's why I'm like, why didn't he just kill him, assume his powers? And That's I could have seen... That's all I wanted. I don't... I don't yeah. This is the trap that a lot of the to- more toxic... Excuse me, Last Jedi haters fell into. So I'm, I'm, I try not to get hung up on what I feel like should have happened because that you know, seems it, like it, it's so apparent though that it, it, yeah, because I don't know. I, before they re- announced that thing at the Star Wars celebration where they first like had the laugh of the emperor, mm-hmm. no, I don't, there was no parallel universe where I thought right. like, oh man, what if they bring back Palpatine? That could really work. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. you could have even, we hoped it would work. You could have even had the movie be all completely the same the rebels could have still destroyed the whole fleet but at the end instead of instead of ben solo disappearing into the forest you could have had kylo ren telling ray i'm not leaving you know ray reaching out her hand and be like come with me and he's like no and then (laughs) it needs to be this way and then it could have just ended like (gasps) 
He's there. That is not She's... an ending I feel like you would like. I would. That sounds like an ambiguous indie movie, artsy ending. I know, but I actually That's an ending that. we would like. That's why The Last Jedi ending is the perfect ending to this whole never... trilogy, even though it was only in the second movie. Like, yeah. that movie ends exactly where it needs to. Yeah. Like, I don't know. For the point Ryan Johnson was trying to make, it actually would have been a very... I just Perfect not ending. solid ending, but it would have been an ending that makes sense. I just feel like this whole movie they were trying to like, they were trying to have their cake and eat it too. That classic oh, idiom. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like you know they were like, well, you know, a lot. Some people did like the fact that Ray was nobody, but a lot of people didn't. Let's try and make her both somebody and, and nobody. nobody. There's At literally the same, it's like no, that doesn't work. There's one long dialogue where Kylo's literally going, "Your parents were nobodies." But they chose Ex- to be. Except they related to someone who is somebody. <laughs> it's, it's, it's something along those yeah, lines. I'm like, what? it's yeah. It's like, like none of none of this is, you're contradicting yourself every other sentence. Oh, yeah. It was, it was, a, it was really dumb. And that's a just, line where it, the studio went, see, it, it, everyone's happy. And I, I think that's why I come back to still liking some of the Force stuff. Like, I think I like it in the context of, ray and kylo because the way that she's able to give him a lightsaber and like their yeah that stuff's cool force connection, the stuff that ryan johnson introduced yeah was <laughs> awesome and i love how that was explored a little bit more because mm-hmm, it's a fantastic idea it is such a cool idea thank you ryan johnson i just felt bad because it, it was it seemed very obvious to me anyway that they were trying to leapfrog over last jedi while still trying to appease those who did like last jedi well, and then yeah, right from the get-go on that point it just yeah. becomes especially with, a cluttered uh movie that just doesn't figure out what it is and just tries to like be almost two movies into one really and then, yeah and then the name rise of skywalker oh because ray chose skywalker but you literally killed all of the sky actual skywalker metaphor it's dumb <laughs> yeah i know it's very dumb well yeah, it was supposed to be a metaphor. It, most of my initial things that really angered me on my first viewing, yeah. I realized the second time I was watching it, were as hard as hard as I tried to not have them were expectations that were not met or uh-huh. things that I thought were probably going to happen that didn't happen. But uh, um, the second time I watched it, I knew all of that stuff going in. So really the only, the things that stuck out to me were just your basic filmmaking structure things. Yeah. And even then I really don't think this movie is very, very good at all. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I don't know. There's just starting at the very beginning, which is, Oh, okay. Palpatine's back. He's just back. You know? Yeah. It's like, okay, I guess I'm just supposed to accept that. And, yeah. Supposed and go with it. That's kind of a huge things. deal, but okay. And then there's the whole Sith Wayfinder things. There's only two of them made those in existence. Those things were annoying. I was like, that's oh, kind of I kinda lazy. Like the, those are it's, MacGuffins. That it's is lazy a... MacGuffins, but I'm like, ooh, relics. And oh. I like yeah, but that. but then they're not used ever again. They're like, yeah. I don't know. It was just p- the laziest possible decision. She used it to get to back to the planet at the end. And then she gave the coordinates from Luke's X-Wing to the Resistance who met her. I thought that part was awesome. I don't. <laughs> I, don't. Okay. I don't i think it was really lazy i thought the x like, x-way thing was pretty cool but luke pulling it out at the end i liked it i didn't like it i didn't like um luke and leia force ghosts at the very very i thought the movie should have just ended with him celebrating on the planet it shouldn't have been her going back to tatooine and being like i'm a skywalker yeah. that was like i feel like that was an after credit scene that they're like we can't do after credit scenes on this movie i think it was just supposed to be another 
fan service thing to recreate the iconic shot from A New Hope, where Luke's standing and the two sons. To, to compare this to Endgame again, because I just watched Endgame two, two days ago, uh-huh. so it's very fresh in my mind. Good call. Endgames, a lot of people could lobby the the complaints of fan service against Endgame, and yeah, there's probably a little bit in there, but I feel like there's a very big difference between just fan service for fan service sake and like payoff even yeah. if it's like pretty uh, pretty telegraphed but you know it's still set up and it pays off like when um oh, what's his name falcon falcon yeah 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 when falcon like you first hear his voice over the radio like on your left yeah and i because i remember the theater people were like oh my god oh my god oh my god, oh my god. and it's like that kind of works it's it's a yeah. callback fans like it but it works because it's directly related to their whole relationship. But then you see things in this movie that have no previous setup. The X-Wing thing was one of those things to yeah. me. I was like, it was clearly shown to have been completely unusable. It was destroyed. Luke crashed it. He destroyed it. There's no way he's using that thing. He's on this island for good. Yeah. But now in this movie, we need to have kind of a cool moment. We need to and get we her. don't know how to get Ray back there because yeah. we didn't think that through. <laughs> Yes, so let's a just, lot of we didn't so think let's that just have Luke, right. let's just I'll have Luke bring that. out his X-Wing and people are going to love it because, oh my God, he couldn't lift that in Empire Strikes Back, but now he can. Wow. As a force ghost. And it's like, Ugh. all right, I see what you mean. And then the stupid, you, you know, Chewie getting a medal. I don't care that much about that, but it's another example. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's like two seconds long, but it's only there for people to go like, oh my God, oh my God, look, look, he didn't get one in the fourth one. Now he does. Oh. It's like, cool. I guess now he has one. I kind of wish, and this is my expectations, that they would have brought Force Ghost, Force Ghost Hayden Christensen back. Like yeah, I, I thought they would. I was surprised I, how much I was kind of wanting that. As yeah. Leading up to this movie, I don't want him as like a big character, but they really they just keep looking at his charred mask and not mm-hmm. Force Ghost. Like, come on, he was Anakin too. Yeah, he was Darth Vader, but he was also Anakin. Right. Well, when Kyle's, wanted, when Kyle's on the Death Star on the in the ocean and he's looking off in the distance and then you hear like hey bud or champ hey kid yeah from han solo but you don't see han solo yet i was like is that gonna be totally thought it was hayden christensen yeah i was like like, or maybe like doing this right now it's gonna be weird to see him on screen again yeah i was like like, oh it's on okay but that's still it's still worth though i was just saying i was like i thought this that would be the moment where i know i was kind of i was kind of disappointed with my own expectations and that that they wouldn't just to f- a few seconds of a conversation with the grandfather that for the last two movies w- he was told he was never good enough and now he's supreme mm-hmm. leader and am i good enough now granddaddy not yeah. to mention he idolized the dark side of yeah see that's what he- vader and he probably could have la- had like the good side of him be like hey man like i was totally wrong like you should this will be the not last be evil this will be like the last alternative thing that i'll say for this movie right but just get rid of the whole Palpatine thing. It's stupid. It doesn't work at yeah. all. Just focus on Rey and Kylo. Kylo's the big bad. But then maybe like his arc in this one is, you know, at, or just at least a beat could have been that scene. You know, right. maybe he is confronted with Anakin as Anakin before right. he was Darth Vader, or maybe just before he became Darth and then Vader. He, like, and he's like, kid, you don't want to go down this. And then he goes, nope, I'm going. And yeah. it makes the turn, makes the commitment. It wasn't killing his father. It wasn't killing his master. It was killing the grandfather whose shadow he was always under. Maybe. Maybe. Or, you know, like getting or, out from behind that. Because I never had one strong feeling or, or another about whether he should live or die or be redeemed or not. I was like, if they pull it off, whatever they do is going to work. I was fine work. with him not 
being redeemed. But although I did love that scene with his father, if he had fully gone down the dark path as is part of the narrative that you need balance in the force. And he basically sacrifices himself for that balance saying, I will always be the harbinger of darkness and you are the harbinger of light. I would have been fine with that. Yeah. That would have been good. It's just, and that could have been what the whole trilogy was about Mm -hmm. was this idea of balance. I I think it just, I think (laughs) what this movie lacked was like that, idea of what everything you know one concept that the whole thing could have been really been about oh there was clearly no plan in retrospect like they clearly were writing and was hoping someone would pick up the slack for the other part of the franchises and my main i thought that was very disappointing like they never had a roadmap i mean regardless of like the different people they kept hiring they should have had like a clear roadmap you can make changes along that's, the way, but that's everyone what, has to be in the know about it. I kind it. of feel like that's what Kevin Feige did for Marvel that worked so well. That's exactly what and he did. And they just didn't yeah. have that. No. They Mm-mm. didn't have that. Per- and they should have known because <laughs> they had the blueprint for Marvel. They should, yep. They just should have known what worked and it was having somebody guide an overarching narrative. The biggest thing for me, and this is, it's, it's not necessarily what you see in the movie itself, but it's what the movie is kind of telling you. Because the reason why I love The Last Jedi so much, and I still do, and it still gets better every time I watch it, especially after The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, it's the best of the trilogy. Um, is I just, I didn't realize how much I needed, like, Ryan Johnson to, like, the main theme of that movie to me, you know, is, like, um, things are changing, it's really scary, but you can't. There's nothing you can do about it. So what you need to do is, you know, really look at yourself, all the good and the bad parts. Look back on the things that you've done, things you've done wrong, so that you can make better choices going forward and make a better future for the people that come next. And a big part of that is, you know, confronting some things you don't really like about yourself. It's looking at the ugly side. But then this movie comes out and it's sort of like the opposite it's like, no, no, yeah, change is scary. You don't have to change. It's okay. Yeah. Everything's same. This is still good old classic Star Wars. It's what you've always wanted, right? It was kind of like spoon feeding. And it's like, I don't I don't really want this anymore. I think, and I think audiences are like, mm, we like it, but it's just not. It's the sweetest poetic justice yeah, to it's me. Just not, I it's love it. doing great. Like, it's <laughs> on track with what it did for, with Last Jedi. It's a little behind Last Jedi. Yeah, a little behind Last Jedi. Still and a success, it, of I think, course. Yeah very much a success i just think it's just not satisfying to people enough no. that they want to well, see it again and f- get that i don't oh, know i've been seeing like a, a lot of reactions just being like um it wasn't that great but i still really enjoyed it it was still a blast which is awesome and good but i i don't know i think a lot of people turned around with this one i think That's a lot of true. people are and happier a, a thing that i've noticed especially the second time i watched it is you know a lot of people don't necessarily like everything i just said about what i like about the last jedi yeah a lot of people don't see that and that's totally fine totally fine and if they don't <laughs> see that they're not they're gonna not gonna see, see the yeah. what i think are kind of like contradictions to that in mm-hmm. rise of skywalker and you know that's fine too people everybody sees something differently in movies and if you don't have the connection to like what i th- think ryan johnson was maybe trying to say then you're not going to see JJ kind of contradicting them or at least right. trying to, uh, I don't know, cover up them. So you're probably going to be left with just a, an okay movie. So it yeah. makes sense that a lot of people are liking this. Um, 
it's but the thing is i don't get the sense that there's that many people out there who think it's like a really really great star wars oh movie. no i don't get that no and i don't think so no. i don't think anybody thinks it's great i think a lot of people think it's okay like yes. it's not, I, or people, not bad but people are satisfied for the grand yeah. epic finale for the biggest franchise of all time it's like well i feel like bad. people you should want the ending to be great yeah. you know who doesn't want there to end game fantastic ending to that i mean obviously the franchise isn't over but it kind of was that chapter that section of it yeah end game was so like what are, what's everything gonna you could happen ask for. with star wars moving forward do you think do you think they even know what they're i don't i think are, they're gonna are they like john favreau come help us <laughs> i think so mandalorian ended amazingly oh yeah it was i finally saw so the good yeah I it was so good and it's just like watching it the first scene okay. of the last episode I was like, this is so much better than everything I saw in Rise of Skywalker. I think is it, I think is it moving, because you had John Favreau be a part of that overarching narrative to make sure there was a conclusion? Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, I'm sure that's a big part of it. But it's also just well done. Like the Rise of Skywalker. Like I said in my in immediate thoughts, and I kind of mentioned now, it was all plot, no character, but there was yeah. so much plot that it was moving at like a breakneck pace. It was, but in a really fast. bad way. Yeah. In a way where it's like none of this makes sense just let's just keep going to different planets maybe they won't notice that none of this makes sense and how we really don't have a story here but mandalorian like there was that main story for like the first three episodes then there were several just kind of like one-off adventures that were still really entertaining and then it came back to the main overall storyline for like the last two episodes uh-huh. it was just really focused it didn't tr- it didn't it didn't bite off more than it could chew the characters were front and center the whole time you really got to know them and it left you incredibly satisfied. Does he end up with Baby Yoda at the end? He is his legally adopted father. Legal? Like, how do you say there's somebody out there that makes it legal? Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the first scene of the last episode, Jason Sudeikis is playing a scout trooper. And it's hilarious. It's just because Taika Waititi directed this episode. Yeah. And you can totally get that feeling but oh yeah there's a scene i didn't know anything about it going in there's a scene where he just like just starts punching baby yoda as hard as he can repeatedly and it's like the funniest thing i've ever seen it's hilarious it's he so punches good. a baby over and over again does he die i hope he baby dies. yoda yeah he, he he punches him and no, he dies no the bad guy oh. punching him. <laughs> they don't kill baby yoda <laughs> are you kidding that merchandising machine they're not gonna cut that off i can't now. remember he probably dies I don't know. He dies from uh, a droid that rescues him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is I'm so glad that droid. And the droid pain- is voiced by Taika. So. Is yeah. it a painful, yeah. gruesome <laughs> death? Jesus. I think he just got shot. <laughs> oh, that's his. But lots of blood comes out. But no, I, think, get a I think that's what they're going to focus on. I think they're going to. They're. I love, in hindsight, going back to all of these press talks and things that they've been giving. Because so, so many of them. I'm starting to like kind of see through the line, read between the lines and uh-huh. see where they're contradicting each other. Cause now this co-screenwriter's making the rounds and he's like, we never, re- we really wanted to have Rose in this movie as much as possible, oh, that was but such it's just BS. that, you know, the, the, the Leia scenes were really hard. And so we had to make cuts in other places. No, it's like, that is complete BS. That is such BS. <laughs> if you wanted Rose in this story, you would have continued her narrative with Finn. Otherwise, she could have just been the character that, that, horse yeah. woman was oh yeah i mean they introduced two new characters that offer nothing but absolutely i don't Rose even know what her name was the well they clarify that finn and poe aren't it's no it's a it's a no homo thing 
Yeah. I 100% subscribe to that. That is what they were trying to do. There's oh, no yeah, reason sure. to add those other two characters in. They didn't do anything. No, yeah. you didn't yeah. even see um, Ray's mom's face in it. <laughs> Carrie Russell. <laughs> yeah. You didn't Bliss. even see Ray's face in it. <laughs> yeah, you, you see her eyes because she has to have a really sincere so moment looking like at Poe. Only casted her so that she could fit in that skin tight suit and have maybe a kind of a voice that you would recognize. There was no reason to cast her in that role. Poe needed to get that her. little coin because that's Story. another one of those lazy plot advancing things. They just make up these little objects that are the answer to what right. their problems are. Have you guys been hearing about John Boyega? attacking the Raylo fans on Twitter. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh it's amazing. He Although got his he, money, he's off the contract, he can do what he wants and it was amazing. He did go a little off the deep end. Oh, he, I love it. I love it. He, a lot of Was them, that the laying the pipe thing? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I maybe to an extent like he may oh. have gone a bit too far, but I love it. He deserved it. They've been harassed for so many years for stuff that is out of their control. And, <laughs> yeah, but that, like, I don't think that's how you keep like getting jobs at Disney is no. with laying the pipe. Comments. Oh, he's not going to want to work with Disney. I don't um, think. Who else do you work with if you don't work with Disney? This like, is true. Eighty percent of the I box like office last year. As good as that was, that was really dumb of him. There was there was streaming services. He'll find a way. <laughs> I don't know. It's. I just loved it. I was like, good for you, man. You've had to put up with so much crap for a couple of years. Like, go ahead. Back. Back to the movie itself. I guess the, yeah. the last thing that I can really say about it before I start just sounding like a broken record is it's, like I was saying earlier, it's such poetic justice to me that, in, in, in at least how I see it, a lot of the reason why this movie turned out the way it did is because Disney and J.J. and Kathleen Kennedy and the screenwriter, first of all, like I said, they weren't expecting to have to do this one. J.J. doesn't usually have to finish things. So he, they get <laughs> brought back thing. on, and they're like, "Well, what are we supposed to do? We weren't, we didn't know what, we didn't know Ryan Johnson was going to do that." Oh, look, a lot of people hated that. What if we just, what if we just make a list of all the things they weren't happy with, and then just go down the list, and, fix it. and that'll make everybody happy, right? So basically, it's a movie that was made with pandering to, kind of the bottom of the barrel fan base in mind. Yep. And pandering to people is not how you make a good movie. No. They also had the challenge of, um, I totally lost my train of thought. I'm so sorry. I just think that. <laughs> I don't know what J- I was going to say. J.J. Abrams makes good movies, but he doesn't make good, I don't want to say cerebral, but just like good storytelling movies. Where well, he's very good enriched. at setting things up. And this is like his most famous, it's like a meme at this point. Yeah. He has a whole mystery box method where he comes up with a lot of cool, but ambiguous things, right. you know? And he'll throw a lot out there to to make a lot of mystery, you yeah. know, and p- get people talking like, oh, I wonder what that is. I wonder what that is. I wonder what that is. But he doesn't usually have to actually follow through on it because then it gets sent out to other writers. Well, um, I was just thinking like about Star Trek because I really liked what he did. 2009 Star Trek was great. Yeah, but, yeah. I, but I do come back and I have never really liked that whole idea that you just blow up all of Vulcan on that. I just feel like that was kind of... I don't remember that dumb storytelling in that part of it. And so, um, I just feel like he's not the great, like he doesn't really get that to the next level. Of no. storytelling. I mean, his whole thing is on top yeah. of that. Once he establishes that he likes to do a lot of things that kind of look and sound cool right. the moment they're happening. Yeah. But 
you look back style and it's over like, substance. I yeah, should you say. look back and it's like, mm. Mm. well, now that I know, now that the whole wow impact of that seeing that for the first time is gone, you kind of go back and you like, watch what? it. He got away with that. I feel like in Force Awakens because it was a pretty safe movie. Yeah, I will. I will never say that it's a carbon copy of A New Hope. I think that's kind of a lazy criticism, but it's very similar in it's many ways. So similar. Um, the whole trilogy is now very similar. Except for this last one, too. I would say the Force Awakens and Last Jedi are similar, very similar beats to the to the first trilogy. In some ways, I would disagree slightly more on Last Jedi, but yeah, but I'm there's trying still to think. like she still falls down a dark hole to do to s- confront the thing that inside of her, and they still go That's to a, a far off planet for a really <laughs> old weathered mentor who doesn't really train him enough before she before he or she has to leave um impulsively to go mm-hmm. save oh, I, get it, I mean I get it. that's fair but you know right there's a difference between carbon copies and the beats yeah that's why i say like force awakens there's a lot of similarities but a lot of those don't really start happening in towards until like toward yeah. the last act of the movie like, there's no snow forest lightsaber battle in a new hope there's no there's like Han like, Solo yeah. garbage disposal ship with giant slug monsters in A New Hope. There's, you know, there's a lot he of things that aren't in A New Hope. There's a garbage disposal. Yes. <laughs> but uh, I forget what I was saying originally. Uh, carbon copy. It was before Beats, I got on a tangent beats. of Force Awakens. But I just think JJ's style over oh, substance. Oh, yeah, it was JJ. <laughs> Rian Johnson was a little bit Ryan. more subs. Whatever. <laughs> Ryan Ruin Johnson was oh, a God. little bit. Um, I'll go back to Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> was more um, substance than. Oh yeah. And this one but is no. just so. Don't it's not it. even style. It's just so like, I just lazy. Is the yeah. Only this one word just felt kind of lazy with. and also very um, uninspired. Un. <laughs> lacking in confidence. Yes. I would say they're like we don't know what we're gonna do. Let's just throw it all out there. Just. Let's just call it it. Let's just call it, guys. They did have a tough task of trying to please a fan base that unnecessarily got divided and suddenly got angry. So I, I give them that, but at the same time, though, it, it was pretty rough how they accomplished it. I also don't understand why J.J. thought this movie needed to wrap up the whole saga, you know? Right. I don't understand necessarily why he thought he had to do that. Because it had to end the Skywalker saga, I suppose. But why? I don't know. The original, tr- when George yeah. Lucas, I mean, it, it's a little different because they were made out of order, but like. Didn't he originally um, envision 12 movies? He's had many different plans. Originally yeah. he had seven, then there was nine, then there was 12. A lot of people like to think that he had everything planned out, but he totally did not he, have everything yeah. planned out. Oh, if you watch the original trilogy. He never knew that Darth Vader was going to be Luke's father. Yeah. Uh, and, until he was writing that movie. Well, with Lawrence Kasdan. But he had the overall basic vague outline is Lawrence Kasdan still alive yeah mm-hmm. then why didn't they bring him in if you were going to you know sum up the whole trilogy why wasn't George Lucas brought in why wasn't Lawrence Kasdan brought in why didn't somebody sit them all down in the room and say this should be the end of this Skywalker saga how should we end this properly Kasdan and his son uh-huh. were on Solo yeah they wrote it yeah yeah so they had them they had their number <laughs> I don't know so I don't I, know. <laughs> I just feel feel like that is on Kathleen Kennedy to a certain extent. It's definitely on Disney because maybe mm-hmm. Disney stepped in and said, this is how it's going to be done. 
and they maybe it took her autonomy or you never know on yeah. the executive ranks mm-hmm. what happened oh, after I, that. There's so many accounts that pop up by the day, but one of the ones I read was that, I don't know if it was Bob Iger himself or somebody, but it was high up the Disney chain. Um, a lot of people were saying, hey, we're kind of behind schedule. We we could use uh, an extension. We don't, we don't know if this is going to be ready by, by yeah. Christmas. They're like, no, Christmas is Star Wars time. You do that. I'm pretty sure that's exactly Christmas what they said. Christmas is Star Wars yeah. and Star Wars <laughs> is money. And they're probably like, make it work. Because like, yeah. oh. I did know that the, the editor was literally editing it on the set. Like She would like edit the, the footage they shot that day. And that's Oof. not how it's done. No. That's, like, that's not normally how it's done. Damn. And I read interviews with her, and she was kind of like, you could tell she's not going to trash talk the film, but she's very aware that it was not her best work because everybody was just so stressed and rushed and they kind of they probably knew that the script wasn't working did disney do this because they needed to pay for disney plus they they knew they were gonna i have no idea well i mean between that and the acquisition of fox they have to pay for as well on earnings calls they said that they were going to oh are you okay this coffee is really cold now it's disgusting on earnings calls they did say that they were not going to make profit because of um you know, the Fox acquisition, Disney, and the money yeah. losing on Disney Plus for the next couple of years. I wonder if they rushed this one just to help that a little mm-hmm. bit, but they might have hurt themselves in the long run. I feel like they got away with Force Awakens because, like we said, it was yeah. a pretty safe approach. JJ is, if there's one, if there, he is very good at finding really good actors yeah. and actresses to embody pretty interesting characters. Yeah. He is very good at that. And so they got away with Force Awakens because driver they played to JJ's running. strengths. Yeah. They were cool new characters, familiar but fun and story. And there probably wasn't the pressure to get it done by a certain time. Yeah. And then Ryan Johnson comes in, most smooth sailing production schedule they've ever had. Everything goes swimmingly. They wrap early. Movie ends up being one of the best Star Wars movies ever made, in my opinion. And yeah. one of the most hated. And Thank you guys. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Johnson is super proud of it. You can tell that he made it with total confidence. He he knows what he likes about Star Wars, and that's what he made. Yeah. I feel like Disney, Stepped after in. that, none of them really thought about what they love about Star Wars. You know, right. they It was hard for them to step back and think of it as anything other than this five billion dollar franchise we just inherited that we have to make work right you know they did which is understandable i guess it's like a it's a huge obligation but if you can't step if you can't think about it on a personal level like why do people like these movies instead of we have to make this work we have well to make it could this have work. been a merchandising issue too because i don't know if last jedi had like if they sold as much merchandising, or you never know what the. Oh, there's figures... no way. I know that like the action figures and the toy sales were way down from yeah. Force Awakens. Yeah, and so they probably I went them to them all, but... and they said, "Hey, we got to make this better. You got to make characters that I will sell toys." That's probably. I think that's yeah. Now that you mention that, that's probably why they made Zori. Like, make it yeah. make a cool new Star Wars. That's a lady suit, but make it a female hunter. because brownie points for representation. Yeah, and. Who cares if she does anything in the movie, but have her there so we can sell can toys have, of her. Is it her name, Jana? Wh- Jana is the new, okay. the horse girl. They can have horse girl Jana, and then they can s- horse sold separately. Nobody, nobody's buying Jana. the horse girl action figure. Well, they could buy the horse separately. <laughs> nobody's buying the horse action figure well, either. They have options now. No, the, there's, there's a lot of things. I feel like Ryan Johnson is kind of grinning to himself. He's probably like, these guys don't really know what Star Wars is. No. Other than a 
giant dollar sign. Yeah. And so he also he, made knives out. He, he stepped in. Right. He made his fantastic entry. He knows it's a good movie. Yeah. A lot of people know it's a good movie. A lot of people hated it, but whatever. I'll always maintain that. And now he can just sit back I and didn't enjoy. Like, I didn't like what he did with Luke, but that but I Love like it. what he did with Luke when Luke force projected himself. That was the Luke I wish it had been in the whole movie, but then there'd be no growth. I know. I just That's the whole like, part. I don't like grumpy old man Luke. Yeah. For most maybe of the movie. you don't like it at first, but it's got to happen. It's the whole thing. I wouldn't mind it if it that time had been cut short and there was just more <laughs> clean shaven all that dressed That would be the fan service stuff and Ryan Johnson is so far above that. I just that's what I wanted. I can't help it. I do. Maybe that's what as, you wanted, but if you saw it in the movie, it would not. And I don't like Canto Bright. Do I just still can't. I like the little boy. I like why they had to be there for that scene with the little boy, but Canto Bright, the whole thing was just, it drives me nuts. I fast forward through it now because I'm like, this is it's worthless. I would say it's probably my least favorite part of the movie, Ugh, but I see forward. why it matters, why it's important, and it's really not that long. People are always like, there's this whole pointless half hour where they go to a casino, and I'm like, they're there for like 11 minutes yeah, of screen it's time. Not, it just feels it longer feel long the because they time. cut away and cut back and cut away and cut back to yeah. it, and that's why I think it feels longer, because we're like, oh, we're back to this thing again. I love it. So in conclusion, what Star I Wars think is going in limbo. Forward, <laughs> yeah. I feel like everybody at Disney is sort of just like, they probably look exhausted, their hair is all messed up from <laughs> ripping it out, and they're just like, oh... The Star Wars movies are over. Like we, maybe it was ugly, but we've made it past. Let's just just focus on Baby Disney Yoda Plus stuff. That. Yeah, thank <laughs> God we have Baby Yoda. Just just play with that for a while. More more movies will still happen, but I do think gonna they're going to be focusing on their Disney Plus shows a lot more. I think they see how great Mandalorian is doing, and they are seeing it being successful uh, in that model for Star Wars. Because they're like, ooh, this is doing good. Like, what do you mean? Like in the movies? Like, yeah, I kind of feel like the executives were so oh, I'm busy sure overseeing the movies that they kind of let... I don't know. Up. You would think... I'm sure they'll try to find a way. I would not be surprised if they bump up John Favreau, maybe Dave Filoni, to like basically the Kevin Feige's of the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Because, I mean, granted, Mandalorian is pretty simple. It's a very simple show. Right. But the control and the focus of it is almost like perfect to me like and john john favreau obviously knew like hey let's just pick something that we can do really well and yeah disney loves them they did it very well yeah so that would be my theory who knows when the ryan johnson movies if he's even still making those happen i think he's gone i think he might have jumped ship too like hey guys i gave you what i want i gave you what you asked for i feel like it's a pretty darn good movie then you turned around and you disregarded everything that I was trying to say. I think Favreau will be the next Star Wars director for a movie. Or I think that think I think that's very Kevin possible. Feige and his, I don't know if he's. I don't I, know if Feige will direct a movie. I bet you he I will produce a movie. They were premature in bringing him over. Everything with Disney and Star Wars is premature. Yeah, everything. It has become very reactionary. If they haven't learned by now, hopefully now that the movies are over, they can finally sit down and just be like. We messed up, guys. Yeah. But yeah. Star I, that, Wars 10 to make up for Star God. Wars 9. That's Which why was I, trying to make up for 8. That's yeah. why I think they're going to take a pause on the movies. They'll still come out, but like in 21 or 22, whatever that is. And I think they're going to be looking really heavily towards their shows now. Like the Obi-Wan show. Which I'm show. so happy with. I'm so fine with that. Yeah, there's that Obi-Wan show. There's another show with a character from Rogue One. I don't know. I don't know if that one's going to go through. I don't know either. I just know I that they're trying doesn't. to make it, but... Like the Cassian show. 
Yeah, I think that's who it is. I um, only know that name because I bought the action figure. And that's why they want to make a show. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, our action figure sales were really good on this one. Like, they're already thinking of, like, a Star Wars Rebels sequel show, which makes no sense. Why not just continue the show? But I don't know. Anyway, it's I think they're going to focus on TV a lot going forward. Mm. Yeah. But... The closure of this movie to me is that it's over. It's over. <laughs> Hopefully, there will be at least a significant drop in Ruin Johnson comments. Hopefully. I feel like they'll never, ever stop, though. For the rest of time, they'll be like, I saw one today, this morning. You did? Yes, this morning. The Actually, article, I saw one yesterday. The article was, uh, it was talking about, I don't know, I think it was like Daniel Craig or something, something about James Bond. And the comment in the bottom was like, they probably wanted him to be a her- an angry hermit who milks sea cows. I was like, oh, I wonder what you're referring to. <laughs> I was going to say, if it said Ruin Johnson, do you think that um, they just forgot how to spell his name at this point? <laughs> they probably think that's his name. <laughs> they misinterpreted it's the such a a fitting name. You. All he yeah. does is ruin. And now at this point, it's like, I've been, it's too long to ask how to spell it correctly. <laughs> I will admit, I'm... I'm a little part of me is gonna for, be forever jealous at people whose like main franchise, like Kyle, people whose main franchise are the Marvel movies, because yeah. they got the big grand epic finale that moves you genuinely and it earns its payoffs. You can come join my side whenever you like, Eric. Oh, I'm <laughs> I'm so far past fandoms now in general. <laughs> like yeah. I had to sit around for the end of Star Wars, and. I feel kind of like an idiot now, though, because for whatever reason, leading up to it, I was like, yeah, the biggest corporation in the world who wants money more than anything are totally going to keep doing the risky, ballsy, <laughs> bold take that Ryan Johnson did yeah. that alienated half the fan base. They're totally going to stick with that because they have integrity instead of like, oh, they're probably going to reshuffle things and take the safe route out and take the safe route and whatever, you know, consequences happens to the movie is whatever. I don't know why I didn't think that. Nah. I was blinded by my optimism. You're just naive. I it think. happens. I've been naive many a times myself, only to grow bitter and sad. <laughs> yeah. You're going to turn into Old Man Luke. I hope. Old Man Luke's my favorite Luke. What an arc. Yeah. Old Man I'm Luke proud is of my you, favorite Luke. Yeah. Not a naive to old and cynical. But that also means that I come out of that... And I inspire the entire galaxy, letting them know that, hey, there are still things worth having hope for. Yes. Until J.J. Abrams comes in and retcons that. <laughs> yeah. You just yeah. got to stay away from J.J. You'll be fine. Yeah. Stay away from it's J.J. It's about the journey, not the end. <laughs> Let's talk about good things, like our favorite movies. Oh, this will be fun. <laughs> this will be fun. I want to start this off. We were all supposed to get our t- 10 films of 2019. Mm-hmm. Well, we got ours. Did I, you? I um, <laughs> saw over 10 films. I cannot, what? I can't come up with 10 that are, that are genuinely like, yes, that was a good movie. I thoroughly enjoyed my experience or I was surprised by where that went you and how good that was. stop going to the movie theater when the good movies started <laughs> coming out. They weren't good. That's yes, the problem. I, I don't know that. I promise you, Cody, there were no, very you gotta many good movies. you got to explain this reasoning. <laughs> because it just, nothing I, about that like interested me. It, nothing pulled it. You and just you said being have... pleasantly surprised. Sometimes you go to the movie even if like... You weren't really planning on it or excited for it. And then you see the movie and it's like, oh my God, this is awesome. By Star Wars Far From Home. Or uh, Spider-Man <laughs> Far From Home. Sorry, all these Disney properties. Yeah, I wasn't going to be surprised up. by that. Well, no, it's a Marvel. It's an average Marvel movie. I wasn't going to be surprised by Godzilla. 
I didn't see okay, that. Okay, well movie. you're listening. You're listing the very of the bad summer. movies. You're Those just listing the... like the generic big tentpole blockbuster. Yeah. I mean, Booksmart came out over the summer in the sea of meh for the summer. Booksmart I, was there, and I saw that on streaming, so it didn't make my list because I saw it on streaming. That counts. It it's was, a 2019 movie. It was okay. I thought all the funny scenes were in the trailer. Mm. That's a lazy criticism. That's, I'm. I was like, oh yeah, at least I saw those ones. The scene I wanted to see the most were was where she was getting arrested, and then she's mm. like, kind of funny. yeah. And it was in the trailer, yeah, and the I was satisfied movie, yeah. that I saw that. <laughs> Fair enough. I, don't know, I saw, I saw a lot of movies this year. Okay. I counted over fifty. So I'll go through my in the because theater. it's not a full top ten. I have some honorable mentions that were good yeah, memories because I took my kids to them, but they're not necessarily like great movies. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right. All right. So, um, and this isn't in any order they're of not priority. Or anything. Yeah, there's not ranked. Um, How to Train Your Dragon three. Great movie. Rocket Man. Wow, that one Great didn't movie. make in top ten. What? No. How to Train Dragon Three? Didn't it These are a, her six. These are my top six. Oh, the, I thought these said honorable mentions. Sorry. No, these are the top ones. Good okay. Boys, Frozen <laughs> Two, Hobson Shaw, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Hobson Shaw? Yeah, I you think You saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yeah, and I liked it. Yeah, she did see that. Oh, I yeah. did I don't remember. I think that, I enjoyed Hobson awesome. Shaw more because of the experience of where I saw it. So that one that was technically my sixth. Was that one. like IMAX or something? No, it was at that upscale um dine in theater. Oh, so I had right. yeah. I had a fireplace next to me and a blankie <laughs> and and a, yeah, <laughs> and a I really good cocktail. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. <laughs> so Oh, and the movie was good too. Yeah, the movie was good too. Um, and then honorable mentions were like a bunch of kids movies like Aladdin, Secret Life of Pets 2, Adam's Family, Wonder Park, and um, maybe even Detective Pikachu because I took the kids to that and that was oh, really yeah. fun. It's a good one. one. Yeah. I forgot about that one. It's a nice little movie. Yeah. So that oh, was not kinda, little, but it's a nice I movie. Had a, do, I know you guys say that you had a great year for film, a fantastic but year. I had a horrible year for film. So it just stopped going. <laughs> That's all I can say. No. Yes, if, I think if we went through the list, I, I just the, there's nothing there. I mean, the, all the really, you gotta branch out. All the really good stuff is not uh, Cody's cup of tea. Like when it comes to those type yeah. of genres, I wasn't gonna see it, the lighthouse and be like, yeah. No, I saw yeah, probably Tolkien. Not. I did not think I would, but then I came out. Yeah, like I don't think anybody saw Tolkien. Yeah, Tolkien <laughs> was good. It, it wasn't on your list it w- because it wasn't great. <laughs> I was trying it to wasn't make even in your honorable talk. mentions. <laughs> It was fine. <laughs> I like um, I like the actor. Nicholas Holt. Yeah, I like Nicholas Holt. I know you like that. That guy. was the only reason I really like Tolkien. I think he's kind of an uggo, but whatever. Oh, really? <laughs> that one was warranted. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, he's a he's a, he's a he's a very fine actor. He has grown into a fine gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm you with guys Eric. Do I yours. like this year in movies. Are you guys are similar? You should. I can't. No. I'm not really. There's are I think there one or overlap? two that are on the same list. I feel like Actually, we have one movie in the same spot. Yeah. In I think terms of last ranking, year but... when we did this, you had a lot of overlap. Yeah. This year, I think we have two movies that okay. overlap. So who wants to go first? Mm-hmm. Kyle does. I do. Are we just going 10 okay. through 1? Are we just going to. Yeah. You say 10, I'll say my 10. You say 9, I'll say my 9. Yeah. All right. We'll do that. All right. I think I remember my list. To start with, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Ooh, I'm glad you liked that one as much as you did. Yeah. That was one I, I will say that I missed out on that I wish I would have seen. Oh, you should <laughs> see it. I think you would really love it, Cody. Yeah. Very good movie. Um, that one wasn't on mine, but you know, you only got 10 slots. My 10, <laughs> my 10 originally, I put Ad Astra, which I'll still stand by, but re-watching Endgame, I might have put Endgame at number 10. Ah, Just, that I mean, one is 
I saw it. It didn't make even my honorable. I know mention. that's crazy. That's, I, that's ridiculous. I feel nothing for that movie. In fact, I'm like, mm, I don't. I think it's beautiful. I don't, Man, since I, I don't, started working and everything really it, soured on everything, Marvel everything movies. it Half, everything yeah. it encompasses to me because yeah, the movie itself is really great. It's a three hour movie that really doesn't lag anywhere. It's yeah. just a big epic like seven act story, but just everything that it you know represented, just this moment in time, this it's the defining genre of this decade, and it sticks the landing. I was like, come on, how can I not? give credit where credit's due. I just So I would say I don't want to say it's a tie. I just made this list before I rewatched Endgame. Yeah. Since I had seen it in the theater. Rewatched it and now retroactively I would have put it It was an honorable mention for you too. It was originally an honorable yeah. mention, yeah. But now I'm saying Which that was a no, win for me. I this was is like, on I'll take the it. list. This is on list Ooh, made the list now. It's on the list. So add yeah. Astra's merely an honorable mention. I'm I'm not gonna go back and edit my list, yeah. but Right here in this moment in time on yeah. this podcast, I am flipping. Eric, YouTube. you can't just do that. Lists are forever. <laughs> <Yeah>. Your opinions <laughs> okay. have to stay the same. Number nine. Uh, uh, oh, I almost read that wrong. The Peanut Butter Falcon. Nice. Yeah, I'm glad that you did like that one a lot. It's so good. I'm trying it's to remember so what my number nine was. You came to this. Do you want me to look it for you? the list. I thought I had the memorized. I even had my list penciled out. I think it you was. Hear that here, I got you, Eric. That was Thank my you. list. Was it JoJo? Or is it that... was it was JoJo. Why do I always doubt myself? Here, I'll have your list up and I'll have mine on my phone. Okay. Awesome. Because yeah, JoJo, fantastic. I, I did want to kind of see that one, and, and I'm just really hesitant because I don't know if I like the idea of mom dying in the end. I just, I think that one would really mess with me. But everything else up to that would be good. It's a sad part. I actually think that's very true. She would yeah. like the movie a lot up yeah. until that moment, yeah. and, oh, then, and maybe, then you would have shut up the it movie. For me. It would it's, have ruined it for me. You would have loved the ending, though. Yeah, it's a movie that happens to be... I think you would have loved the ending. It, I'm oh, saying hypothetically, so if you yeah. get to the mom part and then you want to stop, I the think you part, would like the ending. The mom part makes going. the ending even more beautiful and happy. Oh, uh, yeah, it just... it was. Not oh, only, by the way, spoilers. But Not only was it like the funniest movie of the year, but also it was just incredibly beautiful. Mm-hmm. So that one I still might need to see. Okay. Eight. Uh, I almost read yours. For me, it was Fighting with My Family at number eight. Oh, I still need to see that. For as much as I go on about how much I love Florence Pugh as an actress, I need to see that one. I but said, I always forget to go rent it and watch it. I said it. in my article, other than the introduction of Florence Pugh, I have other reasons <laughs> to love this movie. And there's so many. No, I, excuse me. I did actually want to see that one in the theater. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things where... I didn't. Yeah, that was um, me with Longshot. I saw it late, and I was like, man, I would have seen this had it not been for Endgame to Long see that. Longshot, I did see three quarters of it, and I didn't make the list because I didn't finish it. <laughs> but you still liked it, though. It was a good comedy. It was, it was okay, yeah. Good romantic comedy, I thought. I, I liked him falling down the stairs. <laughs> that part is funny. <laughs> Sounds like a funny part. Watching hilarious. Seth Rogen fall down the stairs. <laughs> slapstick is timeless. Yeah, it is but there's timeless. also a lot of other clever funny moments other than the slapstick ones as well anyway but launch shot's not on either of our list eric do you know what yours is <laughs> i'm trying to think um i'll give you a hint it starts with an l oh little women yeah yeah little women so good which i love that movie so much that one ended up in my honorable mentions to my surprise because like i love the cast in it i love the director in it um but it, it, it was another adaptation i was like what else could they do to this story really? And then I watched. It, I was like, "Oh, I get it. It's really good." Yeah. And there's a lot to change, and it's still amazing. Yeah, it's just a crazy long, yeah. non-linear take on a very, very well-known story. But yeah, maybe it's my words. It's non-linear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. 
Yeah. That would probably be interesting it's to watch. It's really good. Yeah. And just so, so heartwarming. Yeah. It oh. really is. I was so uplifted. And that's why and I made your list. Right. Where are we at? Number eight? Number, or number seven, seven okay, for seven, me is seven. The Farewell. Oh. Oh, I do want to see that one. That so one I will rank. We've listed like four okay. movies and like all of them you've been like, oh, maybe I should have checked that one out. It was a Guess good what? year. Guess what? They came out when you stopped going to the theater. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> All the Farewell didn't really come here. That wasn't, I saw it here. That wasn't one that I was like, but only because it came you to that have the flexibility have. of being like, oh, it's here. Bam, I'm going. That, that's it, a good point. It only I thought it only came for like a week. It wasn't here for that long, to be fair. Yeah. It was like maybe two weeks. Yeah, I think it came to our theater theater for two weeks and then it came to like an indie one in our town and yeah. I, that's when i saw it but and i saw it before i went to see my own grandmother and the story <laughs> i was not prepared for it to be as emotional as it was yeah but at the same time at the oh end you just God. come out feeling tears happy like the entire time i watched it yeah nearly, and then i broke down near the, the end. end i was like oh i don't know if i'm gonna i'm gonna make a lot of noises a lot of crying noises because it, it impacts awful. you I saw right. by myself. That one I'm definitely going it's to. Beautiful. You need to. You need to. You'll... But it, it can't make my list because I didn't see it in the theater. At Number least seven. Being fair. At yeah. least oh, wait, that was fair. your seven. Yeah. My seven was Marriage Story. So good, but so You depressing. can't count that. You didn't see it in the theater. Well, you're going to. Ha- I'm saying I'm, these lists are oh. literally called the top 10 movies of 2019. You're not going to. Oh. You're going to hate where I put Marriage Story then. Oh, Marriage guys. Story. So good. Oh, I admit. Guys. I admit for on. our job, like, it. It feels weird to have Mare's story be in the I list. I don't think it does. But I can't deny that the movie is really, really good. It's amazing. It's totally one of the best It should have been in theaters. The year. I wish Netflix can get off their high horse and make that work. It was in work. theaters for people who are in big cities. Oh, that doesn't <laughs> count. Oh, I have no, a bad I loved taste it. in my mouth. But it's, I love that movie. Ugh. And Adam Driver's probably going to win Best Actor. He totally deserves probably. it. Yeah, I, I saw the scene. The scene that's going to be the Oscar scene with Adam Driver, and I was like, and I texted Eric immediately. I was like, "This movie's so good." Is that the anger scene? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess you could call it that. Yeah. Right, where he's like freaking out, and he finally realizes that he may lose custody of his child. Mm-hmm. And I, I've read well, actually, on, there's a lot of th- those right. type of scenes, but, but that I've one, read yeah. up on that one at the end, and that yeah, the, it was he's a just very like, powerful scene. Like he's so red in the face, mm-hmm. and well, he's just it's he's just completely like having a panic attack. He's just like consumed by by fear and anger and they starts hitting himself and then he like collapses and he just it's really really hard to watch and mm-hmm. in any other context it would look like a crazy person yeah. but because you totally understand what's going through his head kind mm-hmm. of like as well as you can without being him it you you're watching it and it's just like oh my god this is so so rough but it was honest yeah fantastic movie honest and fantastic Fantastic uh, TV show. Number six. I believe this is for fo- both of us. Knives yeah, Out. We are, are. Yep. Knives Out was mine's number six also. I saw it the second time during the holiday. It's Unfortunately, so I had good. to be in the front row, so I'm like six inches from the screen with a neck cramp. I used to. But I loved it even more. Sit in the front row. I what? I used to exclusively sit in the front row. Oh, that's a mistake. Yeah. I loved it, but then I was like, oh, the sound <laughs> is better a little ways back. So. Well, in our theater, that's true. But this was at a different theater. <laughs> So it was even louder for me, but I still love the movie even more than I did yeah, the first it's so time. Good. It's amazing. It's, I mean, this, it's so uh, much fun. Of all the movies on this list, this is probably the most like accessible movie, I guess, um, or the most mainstream like movie. But even then, it's still it's so so clever and so you know it's saying a lot of things subtextually also, and it's just I don't know, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I do think I that one Cody that will one. like. Yep. I know how it ends. I want to see that one. <laughs> I do. 
tells you the ending in the first 20 minutes. Yeah. Number five. In a way. Number five is Rockin' Man. I adore oh, this movie. That movie is so good. I probably should have put that in my honorable mentions. That was only number five? Mm-hmm. And you didn't even make your list? No. It's a good movie. Oh, there was a lot so of good. good movies this year. It's a very good movie. Oh. But no, I, I just was happy to see a biopic that, I mean, on the surface, it is kind of paint-by-numbers, but at least it does do something different with how to tell a story that is still yeah. like the paint-by-number format. And I think Taron Edgerton does deserve an Oscar oh nomination for I Elton hope he John. Gets nominated. He, no, he, he won't. There's he won't because no it was too early and people are stupid and are forgetful. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if but... it was that or if it's just. I really think that because Bohemian won last year, they're not going to nominate another person of that one. I just think it got too. Stacked I guarantee you, year. when the Oscar nominations come, I can probably try to find a guy to take out and put in Taron. Yeah, he was so good. He made that movie. Yeah, and he. I mean the fact it that is he, very well directed, but he, he did could steal that movie and act and do all of that mm-hmm. himself. This is where I think he is miles ahead of um, Rami Malek because he actually sang in that. Like that was him. That was him singing Elton John to the point where it really sounded like Elton John. It didn't sound like somebody copying. Yeah, that's cool. for sure. Edgerton is probably a better singer than Rami Malek. Yeah, I don't I, want to discredit Rami Malek. He did time, do a good job. I but. have a hard time. Deciding whether or not the fact that he did his own singing makes the performance better, though. Like, it's more impressive, yeah. obviously. But, you know, Rami Malek's just not a singer. A lot of people right. aren't singers. But his performance is still really good. I just like Rocket Man way more mm-hmm. than Bohemian Rhapsody. For sure. I thought you... Did, did you not see that one, Cody? <laughs> yeah, you no, did, right? It made my list. Oh, I, I I'm not paying. I'm not paying attention to anything number today. Number two on my list because I went in. <laughs> well, that makes me happy. Very good movie. Release down. <laughs> so, no, uh, that was so good. And, yeah, that was and my it's number. It's just getting overshadowed by Bohemian because Bohemian was so big the year before. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You're right about that. Uh, that was my number five. What about my number you? Number five was Toy Story Four. Mm. <laughs> I didn't even make my honorable mentions. Such a oh, it gave me everything. Yeah, I but wanted. you have a weird. It gave me everything that Toy I Story. didn't even know I wanted. Yeah, like, Toy Story Four was very much a surprise. I didn't like, think we don't it was need story. this. The trilogy had the perfect okay, ending. Okay, I'll put it on yeah. my honorable mentions only because my kids liked Forky and Girl Forky so much. Oh, Forky is fantastic. Such an incredible <laughs> and, they kept, and very the, very deep character. Do you guys yeah, remember the, after the movie they were like trash trash? <laughs> <laughs> so you guys that remember part makes it. the teaser for it where everyone's like kind of dancing, but then it's Forky and yeah. he's freaking out. I, right away, I was like, I'm going to love that oh, yeah. character. I'm going no, to love it's, him. It's it's just so good, especially when there's so many sequels and reboots and stuff. This one is just like, yeah, I know we know that there's a lot of sequels out there, mm-hmm. but this one needs to be told. And Deal with it, and it's like okay, fine. And I watched it. Landing. Oh my god, Toy Story, landing. best French best film franchise in my opinion. It is my your, favorite. Your film fandom franchise. still life still exists. Toy Story is not a fandom. <laughs> Do you own any Toy Story merchandise? Yeah, I own Woody and Buzz. Okay. Pixar is a fandom. I guess. I would say so. I've been watching a lot of Pixar movies on Disney Plus. I watched Wally yesterday because they're really good. Oh, after I talked about it? Yeah. Yeah. I was like going so through and good. I saw it and I was like, Cody, just watch that. Yeah. I'll watch it. Wally is incredible. It's, I like, because there's not a lot of dialogue in it. Not really it's at just, all, at least in the first half. It's just so heartfelt mm-hmm. and oh, it's, so, it's just so simple and good. Mm-hmm. Beautiful story. Yeah, that was my number five. Number four, Kyle. I'm sorry, Cody, but Mare's Story is a really good movie. 
if and it's at number categorize four. it a movie that doesn't play in theaters. <laughs> next year she's gonna fine. make the rules a bit it's tighter. It's gonna be so sucky next year because all the best films are gonna be on streaming. That is what I'm worried about. Like I do want these movies to try and be released wide and not yeah. just New York and then on Netflix. Like, can we, let's stop doing that. Like, give people a chance to see this and on the screens because it will be worth it. Yep. But I'm I still have got to start saving up for my home theater now. I'm gonna get a big projector. Five sound bars somehow sync them all up we and surround listen, myself with we did a them and listen to Adam and Driver and have a panic attack. Exactly. <laughs> and the first that. thing I'll test it out with. To be honest, I don't like using the projector as much unless you got to have, have a really nice projector. Otherwise, it can be really dim and kind of blurry. Well, you got to have the right room. And, yeah. Because we had window. We don't have a room that didn't have windows. When we had a basement that didn't, um, where we like fully took out the windows, the projector was awesome in there, mm-hmm. but the basement also was kind of short and it, like the sound reverberated the yeah. best and we just didn't have that again. You need the perfect room for that. Exactly. Me? My my number four? I don't... Yeah, you're number four. So you yours was Marriage it. Story. Mm-hmm. Excellent choice. Fantastic movie. Capital M movie. Um, my number four is Midsommar because... It's the movie I saw the most amount of times this year. I loved it even more every time I watched it. I went back and saw the director's cut. Love that. Every everything about it. I love it. When I first saw your list, I was shocked that it was not your number one. Because I, I remember, was too, you know, because I remember you going to it like four times. It was crazy. Yeah, I just kept going back. Yeah. I, like, I, I love this. Thing. I did wish I liked that movie a lot more than I did. Like I was very impressed, and it is a very uh, great movie. But just my impact of the movie what i took away from it it just wasn't you know it, it wasn't something that i was going to keep going back to and remember it's ins- most inspiring despair. movie of the year it's not inspiring you haven't seen it it is gross that will always be my counter argument you haven't seen it well that's funny that you say that i don't like to be despaired because number three is the lighthouse and i felt very despaired that's okay not as you don't live off of it the way eric does no you think, but you're saying that i live off of the dis- there's a lot of despair in this movie but the thing that gets me is the triumph of the ending and it's my favorite scene of the entire year it does make you feel good. Like I mean, you still feel crummy, but there's that. Whew, all right, at least something I feel crummy. good. I almost started crying. I had like tears welling up. I was like, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. <laughs> but number three, The Lighthouse, just a movie that I did not know what to expect, and I, <clears throat> excuse me, I came out loving it. I just loved every aspect of what this movie was trying to be and how it was constructed. Oh, it puts you in a trance. Yeah. It no matter even if you don't know what's going on initially or what they're saying, like you're in a trance the whole time. So good. That was in my honorable mentions. I love that movie. What? Yeah. That didn't make your list? I thought that would be on your mm-hmm. list for sure. I like it. I love it. But the movies that ended up making my list made my list because on top of being really, really good movies that I loved, I took away, you know, something I guess you could like beautiful from them. Uh-huh. And the lighthouse Unlike Midsommar, there's not like a beautiful takeaway. It's Probably very not. much just like oh no, that's very a true. Sewer garbage movie it's that like, we talked about. This guy murdered somebody and then tried to run away, and then when somebody tried to put him in his place, he resisted that, and so he will be forever eaten by birds. Yeah, it's not a lot of beautiful takeaways from that. No, very Is true. Is that Robert Pattinson's character? Yeah, yeah, and cool. it's incredible. He murdered so somebody good. in the beginning. It's implied. Oh. He like murdered somebody and then he ran Kinda away. Like started Brad working Pitt's at this lighthouse. Murdered his wife and <laughs> My number three is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's <laughs> that made my list. A movie, another movie I saw like three or four times. I, I, just I only love had it so one much. criticism, and that was the like super long drawn oh, out scene of him. Might be my favorite the, part of the movie. Trying to 
walk down the hall to see if the old man is there. I, Such a good scene. I think for I those that, that really like the movie, they would probably be on the other end of that. Yeah, People one of the best. Really one like of the best scenes scene. in the movie. Really, yeah. I get that it is it really so long paced, and it it felt like it slowed that whole movie down. It was the twenty minutes that probably could have been cut to no, get. I it. disagree so strongly. Ugh. And it just because Brad Cliff Booth was the best part of that whole movie. Yeah. And that scene was all about him. He's already the best friend ever you yeah. could ever ask for to Leo Prio's character. And then that scene was just him, this guy he barely even knows. But you know what? I've got to check on him because yeah. that's who I am. I want to make sure he's okay. I liked his dialogue with her. I just think it could have just been cut down a little bit. And he still could have checked on him. And the guy still could have been like... Like, I, like I've always said, I feel like that's an easy thing to suggest. Yeah. But if the movie did it, it but would I, not feel the same. I at least saw it. and You at least saw it. At least saw it. Good and job. I still feel strongly about that. <laughs> Love that movie. I wish that one made it into my list. I tried to find a way to make it work, but it had to be an honorable mention. All of my movies. I was surprised. I thought that would have been the one we all put on a list. Yeah. Like I, don't I said, I tried. Movie that we all put on a list. I tried. I don't think there's one, not one this year. Uh, number two is Jojo Rabbit. Oh, you put that higher. I can't argue with it. It's so good. Like, it's so surprising that Taika was able to do what he did with the story about a boy trying to be a Nazi and make it, like, entertaining, make it funny, but yet make it heartfelt, make it a story about... An insightful... An insightful story about, like, growth, about learning about people different from you, about... Well, just... Childhood, fantasy... It's a very important focus on how people get indoctrinated. Because it yeah. just starts out so naively, which is so sad. Yeah. You know? These kids just want to be cool mm-hmm. and have friends. <laughs> so they're easy to, like, hey, yeah. we'll pick that guy. He's very vulnerable. But it makes it relatable, even though it's about a kid trying to become cool and have friends in, like, the Nazi regime. <laughs> like, so yeah. it's just so impressive what Taika was able it's to like, do. It's like, yeah, all these kids are wearing swastikas on their arms, but gosh, I love them. I think it's probably my favorite Taika Waititi movie. It probably is my favorite. I think it had, yeah. Yeah. The more I say, the more it makes sense. It's very good. I have to see it, but I still like what we do in the shadows. It's a very good movie. Oh, yeah. All of his movies are great, but this one, I was like, yeah, might overtake it. (laughs) Might overtake it for me. Yeah. It's very, very admirable what he did. What's your number two? two? My number two is Parasite, which you guys didn't see. I'm seeing it in a few days. It's so good. I've I've already talked at length, but this movie is... If I could, it's probably my, it's probably what I would say is the best movie of the year. Um, it's just not, it's almost my favorite, but it's not quite there. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, just because of what I took away from it. But the movie itself, it's so well made, so well written, so well acted, so well everything. I'm so bummed that I didn't see that one in time as well as like 1917 or Uncut Gems. Like I think there could have been so many that I haven't seen yet from well, 2019 that's still could have made it on my list you um you would have had to have been in new york and la <laughs> yeah I exactly gyms, but it i i, I couldn't yeah, i guess <laughs> i never came here did it no oh. um even on my vacation i went to see knives out over it so you had the opportunity i That's tried to i couldn't win i didn't win the argument <laughs> i tried to make uh, you a had to deal case. with other people's opinions mm-hmm. oh god family <laughs> in the sorts so <laughs> Still, All right. uh, Knives Out, really good movie. Number one, Kyle. It's Avengers Endgame. Oh, yeah. Yeah, complete. Part of it is complete bias, <laughs> fanboy love, but also I think it's just so incredible and impressive what they were able it's to do. Very impressive. Just to tie up like a, a perfect, almost a perfect ending into a 22 
movie franchise series. Yeah. And my I cried during it, so yeah. It was my fun. number one was The Farewell, which I also cried during. It's it, Farewell's just so good. Every scene in that movie. It was either just a big family being there for each other, which is beautiful, mm-hmm. or like just heartbreaking, like irony knowing that she's dying but seeing people talk to her as as if she's not yeah it's just it's such a deeply moving movie i don't know i can't stop thinking about how it got to me yeah th- i i know how much you love that one it was still so so surprising to see it be number one yeah uh my honorable mentions were uncut gems the lighthouse now i guess at Astra, originally avengers endgame yeah and mine would be once upon a time in hollywood shazam us Spider-Man, Ford so versus Ferrari, Little Women, and Booksmart. There was a lot of good movies. Honorable mentions. Would you honestly put Spider-Man Far From Home maybe on your top ten of the year? No. No, but I did keep thinking about that movie. I didn't, I really want, to, I didn't want to have a lot of honorable mentions. To me, an honorable mention was like something that could have snuck in, but ultimately didn't. Sure. I mean, if I had to get rid of one and even my honorable mentions, it probably would have been Far From Home. But Interesting. I still liked it. Yeah. <laughs> What do you think of our list, list, Cody? I thought your list was great. Yeah, there was not a single movie all three of us had. Film that should not be named as a movie on the list, but that was good, guys. Good job. (laughs) Oh, the amazing Netflix movie that's very well could win Best Picture. (laughs) I don't think it'll win Best Picture, but I think Adam Driver will probably get nominated. Scarlett Johansson might get nominated, but I don't think she'll win for it. I don't think she'll win, but she very well could. Yeah, but Renee Zellweger is hanging around. I think her and Judy. Is probably yeah. the sure. That's what everybody thought about Glenn Close, though. And then that's true. Well, they thought Glenn Close was going to get it, not because her that role was particularly good, but because it was her time. Yeah, I know. That's a good point. I think people yeah. are actually saying Renee Zellweger did well on Judy. Yeah, but other than that, nobody really cares about Judy. <laughs> the movie got no. pretty average, some even below average reviews. I don't was think it made any, a lot of money. Was there any films that got really great reviews this year, or did they all seem like they're pretty average? The Oscar baiting ones. I feel like there weren't that many Oscar baiting movies this year. Yeah. The ones that there were, like Just Mercy or I don't know that one. You know, they yeah. got pretty average. But most, I mean, most of the ones on my list, with the exception of Jojo Rabbit, got very, very well, very good reviews. Yeah, I mean, I was just wondering. Maybe Rocket Man might have had. Rockman was lower above average, but scores or reviews yeah. or whatever, but it still was pretty. Not in the praised. same realm as most of the others, but that was still up there. Yeah. Do you um, think this will be the first Oscars where we have more Netflix movies? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Netflix is going to be dominating this year. Yeah. Between see, Mirrors, there's going to be a lot of Mirror Story nominations, Irishman nominations. Do you think there'll be Irishman nominations? Uh, yeah. yeah. Irishman, I would I say, like is right now. I feel like that's gone from the from the chatter no All it right. just won another top prize at another award ceremony did it yeah yeah I, irishman is it's pretty good um i don't personally think it's one of it the best of the your, year either of your list yeah no. it's incredibly well made but again movie, gangster but movies fine. when it comes to what i get from it i think it's a very very well told story and yeah. it was incredibly engaging for as long as it is yeah for sure but again all the other movies on this list to me have an element of like hope or people being there for each other or you know is that like your theme this year yeah yeah for when, me it when was i just, look over these movies all of them have that going for them for me the one connection i kept finding was like creative storytelling or just engaging storytelling 
like that's what I was really leaning towards with these is that the stories were interesting. Some were complex. Some of them that's what you want made me feel different feels. Yeah, exactly. I just noticed that a lot in this year's crop of movies. Well, when I among the midst of I like to say that when I see your guys's lists and stuff and for your top tens and your honorable mentions for the most part to me i think they would fit in scorsese's you know um definition of yeah true cinema of cinema yeah Yeah. i don't feel like that's lost in there at all Mm -mm. they all got at one point wide releases they all made it to theaters Mm -hmm. they Except for well, one. Almost all of them. <laughs> almost, except for one. But for the most part, they were all accessible films that you could mm-hmm. have watched theatrically that, you like you said, had despair but told a good, you know, uplifting point at the end. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's, I mean, that's my favorite thing right. in movies. It's just like, and I like to feel, I like to, to run the gamut of emotions, but then come out <laughs> on the end, like... Truly having like felt something. And at 10 of those, you could have had one a month almost all year, plus your honorable mm-hmm. mentions. And what more could you ask for? Exactly. That's what. That's why I think exactly. it was a fantastic Cody, year. what yeah. more could you ask for? I a say lot of good now. movies. <laughs> I, I didn't have. I, I made a point in my top 10 article to say like most years I'll make my top 10 and it'll be movies that I liked, but usually like three of them like stay with me. Yeah. Like right now trying to think of what my top 10 of 2018 were i don't remember i know hereditary was on there and i know <laughs> what else was on there i think hereditary was on there for me i see i don't point proven i hope that yeah. doesn't happen with this one it very well might but it, right now but in the moment yeah. that year. i feel like 2019 was a fantastic year i said definitely saw way not more the best of the decade but definitely one of the better years of the decade yeah what a decade That's a lot crazy. of stuff happened so crazy <laughs> well yeah um that's all we yeah, got for today's podcast it. anyway it's yeah. a lot of stuff we talked about oh my gosh throat's beginning, dry beginning of a new year guys that's so crazy yeah new year new movies i wonder what the first movie i'll see of 2020 will be i'm probably not gonna in the see theater the grudge. yeah i probably won't see the grudge. well this this weekend it's the grudge and then next weekend is um oh probably 1917 uh, but that's yeah. technically that, a 2019 that's, movie. Well, that's widening out, and then same it's with Just Mercy. Just Mercy, God, underwater, underwater so like a boss, like a boss. The Paramount comedy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what is the probably one? 1917 would be my first, or I'm still trying to see Richard Jewell. Yeah, those are 2019 movies. Though. I know, but right. it will be my first one to see of in the theater. I'm trying to think of what the first. Actually, wait, Parasite what, might be what my first. What new movie will rake in or after, welcome my new decade after? Um, would welcome or you would have seen <laughs> welcome. after underwater and like a boss is Doolittle and bad boys for life i will probably end up seeing Doolittle. <laughs> i don't know why but i'll probably see it <laughs> and then what's the more i watch the trailer the more i'm like weirdly moved by it <laughs> i don't know why you just saw where that tiger gets his crotch kicked and you're like oh this no is gonna be a great when movie. robert downey jr's like it's it's okay to be afraid I'm like Goddamn right, Robert. <laughs> it is okay to be afraid. Thanks, Iron Man. I mean, Robert. I mean, life is scary. <laughs> I mean, oh, Sherlock. Tony Stark's death hit me so hard again. Watching Dude. it, it's just so earned. Everything in that movie is so pays off. So join perfectly. the Marvel fandom. It's oh, really God, safe. No. There really isn't that God, no. many diehard fans. It's just casuals. God, I promise no. you, it's Never. okay. I'm so far, I'm so done with fandom. <laughs> that movie. That is. I don't. It is a very different Marvel movie, though. Ooh, yeah. The Gentleman. 
That oh, would, yeah. That I'm, looks good. That's I Guy like Ritchie, right? Yeah, that's yeah, Guy yeah, Ritchie. Guy Ritchie, I'll probably see Guy Ritchie movies are hit um, and miss for me nowadays. The Turning, <sighs> Gretel and Hansel. Ooh, the, I, I might see Gretel and Hansel. The Rhythm Section. And then that's it for I get January. so angry when the Rhythm Section trailer comes on. I they show it a why. lot. Birds of Prey. I see it in almost every movie. Birds of Prey honestly might be the first oh, movie that you guys I will like. Wa- you'll want to see that Fantasy Island. <laughs> Isn't that, <laughs> the, is that the Wendy one? Or is that no, no. Wendy one's called Wendy. It is called Wendy. Okay. So excited. Uh, Fantasy Island, it looks... You know, Sonic the Hedgehog? Isn't that like a really old TV show? We're in like February movies Might now. Have. I you don't will remember. have seen something by then. Yeah, mine will probably be Doolittle. I'm going to be honest. I'm probably going to try to avoid a lot of January releases if I can help it, just so that way you can see stuff like 1917 or Uncut Gems. I might try to go check maybe out Like just a Mercy. Because I like a good comedy. See that's 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 always the trap you fall into. I know. Yeah. And then I'm always disappointed. You always <laughs> are. I'm like how <laughs> Tiffany Haddish Paramount movies. I know. No. Girls Trip was a one trick pony. Yes. It was a really good one trick pony. <laughs> but it was a one trick pony. Yes, it was. I do like Rose Byrne though. What? Do you mean a one hit wonder? Yeah, I take your pay. I don't one care. Trick pony, <laughs> I like. One trick pony is like not usually a compliment. Oh, well, all right, one hit wonder. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I still haven't seen it. I just know a lot of people liked it. All I gotta say is good luck in January. Like outside of the movies that came out last year, right. there's January is gonna be a little weak. February doesn't look much better. Birds of prey. All the years are. You know, but birds Bir- of prey might be the saving grace. Uh, maybe, uh, but maybe. I've actually found a lot of clients asking not to play it at all. Do you know why mm-hmm. though? R-rated like, female it, movie. They said or? it doesn't look good, and they do not want to play that. And I'm like, is really? that unusual? Do they have that yeah. reaction to other movies? Mm-mm. Which Why this no. one? I don't know. Did they R-rated have a reaction to Suicide movie. Squad? No. I I, I don't get and it. And it had the name Suicide in it. And it's, <laughs> it's kind of what? trying to read more into that kind of sentiment because a lot of them were telling me that they really wanted Midway. I'm like, that looks dumb. Looks like a knockoff. I think like, it looks awful. It looks like yeah. the ultimate movie that your grandparents would go see at like but 1 p.m. But it did so well for them. It, like, I, it obviously tapped into something that i wasn't seeing so i'm hoping that the old people the old people well i'm hoping that birds of prey <laughs> ah, maybe elderly. that there is something there that people are just like no i guess it depends on the markets i just yeah. I, it's hard for me I, I i can't participate in conversations like that because i know that they're they're probably speaking from dollar signs you know yeah that's how they're approaching it and or, That's just not or how just, I look at it. So I wonder if there's a pushback. Like people really want to play more uplifting stuff, and that is maybe degenerate. I think I feel like it's a new decade. It's a clean slate. Yeah. Should play anything and everything. I'm really excited to see you and McGregor in that movie. So I'm yeah, I'm gonna hot see on it, it. But I mean, I'm I don't have any expectations one way or the other. I don't think it'll be great. It's going to be the greatest be... movie of 2020. Like I always say, I, yeah. I always <laughs> want a movie to be good. Why would I want to right. go see a bad movie? No, and I, but, no, I think it'll be good. I meant commercially. I don't think it'll be great. I don't think it'll be a huge success. I'll guess Shazam numbers. I'll, I'll guess less because I think it's going to be R. It is R. It is R. It's definitely yeah. R. And Shazam was PG-13. So. Yeah, but Suicide Squad was R. And this one. But and Joker was R. But Joker was actually, I would argue, probably a better movie. We haven't seen this one yet. That's and true. I really, <laughs> well, I Eric, really <laughs> hope this movie's better than Joker. Yeah, for some people that might be. It's um. so funny because um, Ken saw Joker and he's like, "I loved it." Yeah. He's like, "It's crazy," and you would not like it, Cody. But 
he always said I would not like that movie. It's just again, My, I f- the thing that is, I'm seeing a lot of people aren't seeing, and I totally yeah. understand why. It's just I can't not see what I see right. in that movie. I even had a comment about somebody that saw it recently, and apparently she leaned over to her husband and she's like, "Why are we here?" <laughs> during that movie it's just it's it's just such an amateur movie why are we here why are we doing this to ourselves what what are we doing what's going on take rise of skywalker's non-stop action that distracts you from how nonsensical it is yeah that's kind of how joker is but instead of non-stop action it's just like really creepy scenes and creepy looking people to distract you from what they're actually saying which is just oh god (laughs) i need to see it again though do you think wow. um, Joaquin will get loves, nominated? He will. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Do you think he'll win, or will it be Adam Driver? I think Adam Driver will win. Eric hopes it's going to be Adam Driver, but I, I would also be, I would not be angry if Joaquin won, because best actor is about the performance. It's not yeah. the script, and you have to take into account that that was Joaquin's script. You know, so yeah. as as horrible as the script was, he made it as good as he could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, the script was so bad. <laughs> I haven't thought about that in a hot minute. Yeah, now we're getting Eric mad. Maybe we when should. When is pivot. its VOD date? Maybe I don't know. It's probably I'll, now. I'll honestly. have to watch it again. I figured it would have been out by now because, I mean, I'm I'm sure I'll like it slightly more than the first time I watched it. But I just gotta. I just I watch it and I'm picturing it's, the script the script in my head next to the movie. It is um, <laughs> on VOD now. Yeah, okay. it will go on DVD on the seventh. Oh, that's in like two days. Yeah. I'll head down to my local video store and rent a Blu-ray copy. Support your local Actually, stores. Actually, I can't. My stupid Xbox doesn't read Blu-rays anymore. Really? So I've been only, I can only really? rent DVDs. Yeah. That's so weird. Wait. Yeah. Which one is it? It's the first Xbox One model. Oh. It's old now. It's old and dusty. It's old and dusty. It's been hauled all over the Are place. Are you going to get one of those... Um, New the uh, next generation consoles with that I that are just like, streaming. I feel like I'm gonna join PC Master Race before that. Yeah. If you just look at the new <laughs> Xbox, it's literally just a computer tower. It is. It's all it is. And so I'm like, eh. Eh, yeah. Part at of this me point, I'm like, just gonna do it. I don't like the idea of not having discs. Like, oh, that's long gone. I haven't bought a physical game in a long time. Really? I have Ugh. no sentimental attachment to physical video games like I do physical movies or albums. It's not a sentimental thing. Like I just find that unless you have really great internet, I just can't stream it fast enough to like it loads so s- slowly that I Well, the I thing anymore, it. though, it's not, there's not really a difference because the games right. are discs anymore. All they are is basically just a permission key because the games are so big, they don't fit on those discs. Right. So you you have to install it anyways. I know. If you could still just pop in the, the disc patches. and play it, hell yeah, I'd be buying all my games physical copies. But the installation time's the same. Yeah. And this way, I don't have to switch out a disc if I want to play a different game. Oh, I hate that. The effort that <laughs> takes. Yeah. If it takes the same amount of time, this will just make it a little bit easier. Well, let's hope you don't have to get it on disc then. Joker. I did start playing Witcher 3 again after watching Witcher. My girlfriend just started playing Witcher 3 for the first time. What's awesome is I left the um <laughs> I left the the expansions. I haven't done them yet, so that's I what I'm done playing. Either. That's what I'm playing They're now. It's supposed to be so good. They're like huge, yeah. like basically like their own games. Yeah, the next I'm doing is it like Heart and Stone right now and Yeah. Uh 
There's blood into wine or blood yeah. wine and heart. I think it's hearts of stone. Yeah, or hearts of stone. That's what I'm playing. Nice. Oh, I'm I need to. I, it's I do so need to play good. Those. Maybe when she finishes, I'll borrow her copy because it's like the game of the year edition that has those uh-huh. expansions in it. Did she get that then? Mm-hmm. Oh, is she playing it? She's not playing the story in it. Is she just playing? She's the doing story? the main story right now. Oh, so good. Yeah. Does she like it? Yeah. How can you? How, not? I don't know how you wouldn't like it. That's like arguably the most acclaimed game of the decade. Well, that's there are a lot of acclaimed games over the decade, but that's way up there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, decades. <laughs> Video games. Decades. Things. Are you wanting me to sign out now? <laughs> Get if us you out want. Of here. I'm just I'm just thinking We're about just the decade. Rambling yeah, I, I'm ju- I'm just trying to find the right spot to be like. A lot oh, of things geez. happen over this decade. But we have too much. We don't have enough time to talk about it all. Okay, okay. <laughs> everyone. Well, on the next podcast, um, our decade in review. <laughs> next podcast, we'll probably be breaking down everyone's favorite awards ceremony, yes, the Golden Globes. And we'll be oh, doing our Oscar point. predictions because the next oh, yeah, pod- those... podcast is going to be on the 10th and the o- Oscar nominations come out the 13th. Oh, so we'll be doing our own. Yeah, voting yep. just started our official today, speculations. Actually, so. Yeah. Yeah, the voting uh, for the nomination started predictions. There we go. This week and will be done and tallied and announced on the thirteenth. It is going to be interesting to see how that turns out because, in theory, this will be the first year where a lot more people can actually see the the nominees. Yeah, because they're sending out they they're able to stream the nominees instead of they're not being mailed a crappy standard definition DVD screener that nobody's going to watch. So I wonder if that'll affect things. Well, maybe. I hope so. I think in a perfect <laughs> world, you wouldn't vote for something unless you saw it. Like, I didn't nominate movies that I didn't see on my top ten list that that's, was not a top ten. That's integrity. Yeah. Something. Rise of Skywalker doesn't <laughs> 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 so I had to get one last thing in so there. So, Kyle, yeah. what's up with the website? Uh, well, <laughs> Take us away. Our yeah. website is there still on the internet, <laughs> silverscreeninsider.com, uh, where you can find all of your... Um, all the movie information and in, uh, all sorts of other things for theater owners to have at their disposal. Like uh, I just looked up the VOD date for Joker. That can be found on our thanks, site. Thanks, Cody. That's a very good example. Yeah. Uh, so please check us out there. If you haven't subscribed to us already, please do. And you can also check out our podcast here on the site, but as well as other podcast platforms all over. Like Spotify. Like Spotify, which we finally got into. Yes. <laughs> yes. Cool. All right. Well, happy new year to everybody. I I wish everybody good luck in 2020 and Mm -hmm. best of wishes. Thank you. Go see movies. 